show. It's the Mark and Mark podcast. I'm sports editor Mark Podolsky. I love pop culture, and you are? I'm entertainment editor Mark Mazouris. I love sports. We were supposed to be here last week, but obviously I forgot to tell you I was in Philadelphia covering the NFL draft. You're not the king of knowing your own schedule? Absolutely not. But I was in uh, Philadelphia covering the draft. That was a surreal experience not because i covered i'm looking at my wife I'm like oh, it's about one o'clock mark should be rolling in uh, hey man we uh we doing one like, i'm in philadelphia yeah right it wasn't because i covered mitchell trubisky getting drafted which was really cool it was because and this ties into what we're going to talk about today with pop culture and summer movies and blah 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 i got to meet not meet i got to see up close and personal the master of disaster and we are here sitting in with our podcast, Bella, who's a senior at Menor, she's just shadowing us. But Bella, do you remember watching any of the Rocky movies when you were growing up? A little bit. Okay, so do you know who the master of disaster is who I fought Rocky not. Balboa? No. Apollo Creed. Oh, you met Carl Weathers? I saw Carl oh, Weathers. Saw okay. He was from. He was about two, three feet away from me, and I thought I was going to faint. <laughs> and I thought, I'm getting the Vespas. I could see every. Great Hall of Famer football and whoever else. and But right. no, seriously, that was a fantastic event. Great great for Mitchell and his family in the city of Menor. I mean, people were just really, really excited. And the event was on top of the Rocky Steps at you know the Philadelphia Museum. It was just, I was I was in heaven. You know, you a get kid in the candy store, you get, all those You cliches. get NFL, college football all together, plus you get that Rocky vibe. I mean, you can't do any better than that, can you? I don't know what could have made you happier. We've got to throw in like one more Mark Podolsky thing, but I'm drawing a blank. Exactly. So the reason we're here talking today, we're going to preview our summer to summer movie season, which sort of has already started is maybe tonight. Is this technically the first week? We're talking May 4th, which is... I always look at the first weekend in May, the first Friday in May, as the beginning of the summer season because there's usually a huge release that first weekend right. in May. And, and obviously, the, the, even though it's 40 degrees outside and raining, I know. summer movie season. Well, my gosh, I was in Philadelphia last week, and then when I got back, it was 90 degrees almost. Right. It was it was ridiculous, and how fast the weather can change. You wonder why people get so sick this time of year. Right. So my my summer preview ran online last week and was in the uh, the News Herald on Sunday and in the Morning Journal uh, Friday last Friday. So right. it's already it's already run. And and really, you know, they, they there's always a big kickoff to see, you know, that first weekend of, of of May, and this one is no different. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, got my Entertainment Weekly here looking at the cover, and uh, you saw the film. I did not see it. I'm seeing it tomorrow with my son. And give us a quick rundown, thumbs up, thumbs down, kind of in between. What do you, what do we got here? Kind of a kind of a thumb between up and midway. Okay. You know? So I gave it two and a half stars out of four. As you like you and as you know, I love the first movie. I right. think it's a blast. It holds up to multiple viewings. Chris Pratt, amazing. The cast is great. Chris Pat Pratt especially, but uh, also Dave Bautista as Drax. We love Zoe Zaldana for all kinds of reasons as Gamora. Right. And then the voices of Brad Bradley Cooper's hilarious voicing Rocket Raccoon. And even though Vin Diesel's kind of a one trick pony with I Am Groot, it's great. So. Yeah. Um, you know, this is just like so many sequels. It's, they got to go bigger. You know, they got to up the ante. There's more special effects. They try to do more visual stuff. There's a bigger story. And I don't know that all of that really helps in this case. Um, the movie to me is, is, is while it's visually uh, flashy, it's kind of flat at points. It kind of loses momentum. It, uh, kind of goes needlessly over the top. But at the same time, it's still, you know, James Gunn is back to direct. He certainly has a handle for these characters. It's still funny. It's still action-packed. So there's no hating this movie. It's just like, man, I really wanted to love, love, love this yeah. movie, and I didn't. You, you know? know, 
you're kind of all for two here because you love the first one. You love the last Fast and Furious. Lukewarm on the last Fast and what is this called? Fate of the Furious or whatever okay. it was. I borderline hate the new the Fate of the okay. Furious. I don't borderline hate Guardians of the Galaxy okay. Volume Two. This but is much you're better. sort of semi disappointed. You're kind of loaded all for two here. Aren't well, you? I wanted to love both movies, and I yeah. did. I didn't love them. Right, you know, but you know the beauty of Guardians of the Galaxy the original was that it was just like you're saying about this one. It's just fun, action packed. And the characters are just, to me, like the it's just it's so character driven. I could care less about the movie. Like the storyline of the first one, it's sort of interesting. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I'm like, I, just give me, just give me these people, give me the same setting, give me fun, give me this witty story, dialogue. Now this is this happens with a lot of movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I feel like you will like this movie more than I did. You saying something about me? No, you're a, <laughs> you're a wonderful individual, full of depth. Um, I. I my prediction is you won't like it as much as the first one. Right. It won't be as much of a drop. That's sort you. of the vibe you're getting on all these online reports, you know. But have you seen Rotten Tomatoes score? I have not. Eighty five percent. Well, again, I, I two and a half stars is a positive review. Right, I ultimately, right. I'm giving it a positive review. Yeah. It's just like it's one of those positive reviews where I nitpick this and that. Yeah. This could be better. Or this could be better. It's difficult because if you ask maybe on a, a, a one to ten scale, you probably give it the original what a nine point five. A nine, you know, nine, really and you probably get even this one like a seven and a half, maybe yeah, seven. Seven, yeah, yeah. That's still a really good score. But when Why you don't just go one to twenty, if you're gonna do all these halves. But no, anyway. but I'm saying, but if you're when it's you feel like you're kind of criticizing a film when you're still giving it a it's it's a hard right. line. Well, because what do most people want to know with a movie like this? How does it compare to the first one? I mean, yeah. that's really the question. And right. so that's kind of the way. That's kind of the end of the. Uh, I don't know if you read my review, but I basically said. You know, the best movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is still the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know, this tries to live up to it and it makes a gives it the old college try and there's a lot of good elements, but it just doesn't get there, you know. And I, I you're not the biggest fan of Dead, Deadpool, but I wonder when you see it, let me know. There, there's an opening credit sequence in this that sort of seems like it's inspired by the Deadpool sequence. It's not exactly really? the same. Well, oh, that's, that, that's fantastic. It's that slowed down, we're showing you, it, it's not exactly the same thing. It's okay. like filmed the same way. It's not the same kind of humor. But you're seeing Baby Groot kind of dance around while this fight's going on behind okay. him. And I wanted to really like it. And I'm like, so this, it just kind of reminded me of the movie itself. It's kind of flat. It's kind of bloated. It's not that great. Like, it seemed like it would be great, but, Yeah. Well, you know, Bella, so. did you see Deadpool? Yeah, I loved it. Okay, so I'm in the minority. The I did, I did not movie. like that movie. How? I know. But We're anyway. in a pack screening. Everyone's losing their mind. He turns to me like, this is terrible. Well, I don't know what you said. But, but you... to me, the opening sequence is like the highlight of that movie. And it's just all downhill from there. And that's why like, if, you're, if you're telling me it's half as fun as that opening sequence. At best, it's half. It's, but I just think it's trying to do the same thing. It's trying to make a visually appealing, interesting right. sequence. Um, it's when they're, if you've seen the trailer, they're fighting that big tentacle monster. Okay. You know, so that's kind of going on behind okay. Groot walking around and they're showing you the director's name and okay. the actor's names and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think they tried to make a really good movie and they made an okay movie. So I, I don't think there's any, you know, sometimes you see like, ah, oh, what were they trying to do with this? But they just, they just didn't quite, quite get there. Yeah. And obviously with, with sequels, they always want to make things bigger, but they also want to expand the cast. Kurt Russell is coming in. There's no surprise. Chris Pratt's Star-Lord, whatever, Peter Quill's father right we didn't know in the first there was reference we knew there was a father kind of right. alien so he is the father is the father it, does that does that one drive the story that, that really that, drives the story the subplot? okay there's a whole theme of there's there's sort of a related theme of family in general and then of fatherhood and and you know being a son good because i like that 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 him chris pratt and his mother's relationship that really kind of got to me 
especially at the beginning of the film. So are they going to expound on that with the mother's tie-in with all this and how that developed? Well, you won't see a lot more of her. She's still, the role in Peter's life that she played will be very important. Okay. That way. Huh. Uh, I'll tell you this, the opening, um, before that credit sequence, the opening scenes are of a very young looking Kurt Russell and Meredith Quill, Peter's mom, back in, I think it's 1980, Missouri. Um, and they, the computer, I haven't read up on how they did this, but you know, with computers you can do like that. Right. Kurt Russell looks so young and looks like himself. I mean, it looks a little Is phony, but a little bit like that Robert Downey scene in the last Avengers. I yeah. Think it was, or it, civil, it, no, I'm sorry. It's civil war. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I think you'll like, uh, it was pretty cool to see young Kurt Russell huh. again. So. so, okay. So thumbs up medium. Yeah. Thumbs up. Just reserve thumbs up. You yeah. Know? Okay. Um, I, you'll see it eight times in theaters. I probably won't see it again in theaters, but I'll eventually <laughs> buy the Blu-ray, you know, because there's enough there. I love, like I said, I love Chris Pratt as this character. Um, you know, Michael Rooker's back. I love yeah, him. Great. Uh, and you said Drax is sort of the, the Michael or uh, Dave Bautista, he's sort of the star of this one? Well, to me, he's the MVP. Every every scene with him is great. He, all his yeah. jokes hit. Unlike That dry other, humor is so fantastic. Yeah, I mean the stuff in the the stuff in the trailer that he does is is still funny, and there's some more stuff like that. You know, in the trailer, there's that girl who the woman who touches uh, Peter Quill and says like, "I can feel your emotions." Right. She plays kind of a big role, and, okay. And and Drax kind of hangs out with her, and you think there's some there's going to be some romantic stuff with them, but he's basically he's like, "Well, no, you're just so ugly. I just can't. I don't <laughs> find you attractive at all. You know, but that's okay. That's natural quality. It's just and you know he's so obtuse. It's it's great." So we're gonna we're gonna get into box office box office predictions, but a little later in the show because that's what I love to do and you hate to do. But uh, I'm indifferent. How do you want to do this? Do you want to just go through each month, or do you want to highlight a few movies here and there? Or? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you looked at my preview, I basically picked a, a big release for each weekend. But I don't think we need to go through all of those. I I don't know. You want to just you want to just mention something else you're interested in? And we'll just go back and forth a little bit, or what? Well, there's a few movies that I'm really interested in. And, in kind of sort of chronological order. I mean, and they're all superhero movies. Ab- absolutely. There's a few that are not. Um, the one that's coming out in two weeks, I think two and a half weeks. I can't, re- can't remember. May 19th. May 19th. Alien Covenant, which is, I guess, a sequel to Prometheus, but is it getting more along the lines of prequel to Alien? I, it's, I think it's both of those things. Yeah. You know, um, Ridley Scott. This is a true alien movie. Unlike Prometheus, right? Right. So, and it's the first sort of "quote unquote" alien movie directed by Ridley Scott since Alien. He directed Prometheus, but as you say, that's sort of a prequel that doesn't really. A lot of people didn't like that film, but he he redeemed himself with The Martian with Matt, Matt Damon. I thought he, that was a fantastic. Yeah, he did film. a nice job with that. I, and I liked Prometheus. So I, mean, I didn't think it was didn't horrible. Think it was did, you, did you like Prometheus? Yeah. I did. Okay, good. I mean, you know, it's fine. It's good. Um, so yeah, this takes place. I don't know how many years after the events of Prometheus, but. Um, there's a new android of the same model, played by Michael Fassbender with a different name, aboard this ship yeah. called the Covenant with this crew we haven't met yet. They're on their way to some planet that they have reason to believe is going to be some kind of paradise. Of course, we have reason to believe that they'll run into a bunch of the, what do they call them, xenomorph mm-hmm. aliens. So uh, I think I think what they've tried to do with the previews of this movie is really try to show you, hey, it's those... It's that old time alien scares, right? It's yeah. these things. But, you know, they're teasing that there's going to be more to this story than you think and that they're going to do some really interesting uh, story, uh, you know, things. And Ridley Scott's talked about wanting to make like five more of these alien that, movies, that's which what just I heard. insane. Yeah. So if that's at all, if that's at all possible, I think there's got to be some, some element of the story that we don't see coming and I hope is really interesting. Well, you know, I mean, as someone and as you, 
grew up with these films, sort of. Did you remember watching these films? Yeah, I kind of got on them late. I mean, Alien yeah. was 1979. Bella, when were you born? 1998. Yeah, oh, so there gosh. you go. <laughs> there you go. And then Aliens was the big one, which came out, I think, six, seven years later, mid-80s. Was it that long? Okay. It was like mid-80s, 85 or 86. James Cameron directing. Yeah, and, and you know, and to me, those are the gold standards of the franchise. And it's ever since then, it's kind of a, been a steady fall off the cliff. And I just, well, I, Alien Three was directed by David Fincher, yeah, and I, I think there's some ugh. there's some good qualities. That, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's some good qualities. That. But I just think that I think there's a new generation of Alien fans that if you can kick this one off, kind of you don't even need to hit, to hit a grand slam, just hit a solid double into the gap with this one, start a whole new franchise, and just kind of get a whole new set of Alien fans aboard. I think just be something that people maybe could be you know really excited for, waiting for, and it could be something that could be really cool. Yeah, I think they're positioned to do that. But uh, to me, that would, I guess what I would hope is that we get attached to some of these human characters and they actually kind of carry on like Sigourney Weaver did. We need a new Ripley. We're yeah. going to get one. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, early June, Wonder Woman. I, I am just really ex- excited for this film. The trailers look great. Um, who am I? Why am I uh, forgetting his name? The, the, the Chris Pine? Chris Pine. Playing, he's going to be the. Love interest for for Wonder Woman, and it's set in World War One. Are you excited about this film? Certainly not as much as you, but I, I too think that the trailers are good. I mean, if listeners don't know, <laughs> Mark Podolsky very much likes every DC movie that comes yes. along. Mark Mazuris not so much. No, you know, a little more lukewarm. Okay, let me ask it. you this: Is the fate of the DC cinematic universe hinged on this film? If this thing comes out with a thirty-two percent rotten score. It's opening weekend, like Batman v Superman, and you know, look, no offense, but you know, we just don't know how well a, a female-driven superhero movie is going to do. You know, what I mean, you just don't know. You know, will it do a hundred million? You know, if it does, I think they're going to go crazy. If it's if the if the reviews are out of the out of this world, it might do one hundred twenty-five million. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm really grass- actress Gal Gadot. She was. Uh, she played Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman, and she was also in. Oh. You're, you're furious. She's from the Fast and Furious franchise. I just found this out. She got killed in 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 the fifth or sixth movie. Spoiler alert. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Nice. I've never. I've, I haven't seen any I any, seen of these any of these for, <laughs> since the I first won't. one. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, do you think that? Do you think that there's a lot riding on this movie for DC? Not 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 quite to the way you framed it, but I think I think this movie performing well will finally give it the momentum they need to go into Justice League late in the year. Yeah. Because if this movie tanks, then you know Justice League will still come out, and I don't think they're dead until that movie you know has trouble. But my guess is that you know this movie will fall in line with a lot of the Marvel movies, where I think it's solid, it's pretty good. You'll think it's amazing. <laughs> I just have a feeling it'll be better. Hey, Batman's making a cameo in the movie. I think it'll be more. I think it'll be better received than the Zack Snyder directed. Uh, yeah. Patty uh, Jenkins is doing this, and she, you know people have. She's a an lot, interesting choice. People have a lot of respect for her, you know. And, and I mean, Monster was an interesting film. Very good film. Yeah. It was a little disturbing, but it was very good. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna bring those exact sensibilities <laughs> to Wonder Woman, but. Yeah. Um, She's a competent director. I think just having not Zack Snyder do it, uh, even though that didn't exactly save Suicide Squad, will go a long way. So I, I think this movie will do fine. I don't know that it'll be a monster, monster hit. But, yeah. You uh, know, there's always fun. those movies, though, that you say, you know, four, three years ago, I'm going to tell you about this one, Bella. You know, we're sitting here four years ago, or three years ago, talking about our summer movie preview. I'm like, I said, Mez, there's this movie coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy, this one's going to be awesome. 
watch out for this. This is going to be a sleeper hit of the summer. The trailer looks Did great. I, I hit it, didn't I? He's not lying. I did. I hit that one. And I, I don't hit many, but I hit that one. And I think you went to the screening with me, and I was like, that was fantastic. I know. Was, yeah. So, like, you know, I, you know, deep down, I hope Wonder Woman is a huge smash hit. I, I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be great for DC. I think it would be great for, you know, these female-driven films. I mean, you know, I, you know, I thought Ghostbusters got a bad rap last summer. You know, a lot of these people are like, oh, see, you can't make, you know, you can't put females in the lead role of, of this film. I thought it was a good film, and, and I think it just got... I think it wasn't a good film, but it wasn't because... I mean, good enough for a summer popcorn movie. I mean, I'm not saying this thing was an Oscar winner. I, I come at it from a different point of view. You had an excellent female cast, terrific right. actresses, and the story was garbage. The True. script, I yeah. script I was like lousy. That. Those women deserved a good script, and I'm still mad about it. You sound like you're very mad. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, I've, I've already like made my piece. But uh, I thought it was a good popcorn flick. I'm a little a little subplot to Wonder Woman. Now listen, I'm coming from this from an eight year old's point of view because I take my son to all these movies and he loved it. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to suddenly claim that actresses have it as good as actors and it's this. There's still a long way to go for it to be quality in the world and in Hollywood and everything. But we have just had two Star Wars movies in a row where there's a heroine at the center of it. Not Fantastic, Leo, yeah. And both were well received. I think both actresses did a good job. Now, if you remember The Force Awakens, they Hasbro didn't make enough Ray toys. I remember that. Which is just boggles my mind. You know, you're going to have a new... She's basically the Luke Skywalker of the franchise. That looks like a huge deal. Yeah. It should be a huge deal. Yeah. They, should, they should be embarrassed. My point is, I hope they have enough Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman figures ready to I've go. I've seen them all out in Target so. and where those and then kind of hopefully places. they sell if, if people like them. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how that does because, uh, you know, a lot of people have been critical of Gal, is it Godot or Godot? I thought it was Godot, but I'm, I'm not a You know, like, is she a good enough actress? And I think she's fine in the role, and so it'll be interesting to see. Tell me, let's, I've thrown two films out there. You, you throw a film out there that you're interested well, in. Well, my next one, I'm sure, is on your list. We're just going chronologically here. It's Spider-Man Homecoming. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm i getting more and more optimistic about this movie with every little bit of... Even though the the last trailer I saw didn't really show you much that the previous trailer didn't. Right. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I just think it looks good. I think Tom Holland is this young, high school-aged Spider-Man. Uh, is pretty appealing. You know, uh, I'm drawing a blank on who plays Tony Stark. Oh, my God. Robert Downey Robert Jr. Downey. You know, he... Him being in this movie, I think, will give it that little bit of uh, extra push that... I'm a little worried about that. <clears throat> you know why? why? I just think, like, you got a Spider-Man movie. Give me a Spider-Man movie. I don't need Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man to sort of save the movie in case, well, you know, here's your little Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you're not... If you need a little more Avengers, here, here it is. Here's but I think Tony that's Stark. what they want to make clear to people that you know we've seen. You can still do that. We've seen different iterations of Spider-Man on the big screen. I think they got to shout from the rooftops, hey... This is a new Spider-Man, and he lives in the same yeah. universe as the Avengers. And um, if they do uh, like a playful banter between like like a like a uncle, well, that's know, certainly what it looks like. I don't think you're going to get a ton of of Tony Stark in this yeah, movie. I, I hope not. I, I hope think you'll not. get more Michael Keaton, which you and I are both excited about. Yeah, you've seen this, this the teaser in the or in the in the trailer, but him flying around in the suit and Spider-Man trailing through the city. Have you seen that film? I'm so not sure. It looks like there's a, at least one action scene with with the two of the them in costume this so, is a weird thing for you to complain about i am surprised no i'm not complaining i'm just i just like sometimes i feel like you know it, that almost like my biggest complaint about the original star trek movie with um chris your, pine and no your boy the director jj abrams yeah so they make the star trek movie they introduce all these characters it's a whole new you know sort of quote-unquote universe of star trek but but like well, we still gotta give you, give you Leonard Nimoy, like just to, just to, so just so you don't forget what the old cast used to be about. I was like, 
Let it stand on its own. Let it breathe on its own. I, it kind of annoyed me that you had to give me Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, I, mean, I completely disagree with you. In a cameo role, <laughs> fine, but not like in this. Like They're that was trying such to show a, you how it fit in time wise. Yeah, but that was such an integral po- po- a plotline uh, performer in that movie, and you, you just didn't need it. I, don't, I just have something to say really quickly. I don't know how many Spider-Man movies they've made. Too many, probably. This yeah. will be the I just sixth. think they they might be adding Robert Downey Jr. just to be like adding it into the Marvel movie. That's what I think. Yeah. Just yeah. to make just. But to I, I guess I would. Part, so you know it's part of that universe. But yeah. to I think you make a good tie-in. I think he'll be in it about as much as Leonard Nimoy was in that first new Star Trek, which I think is just the right amount. But you clearly don't. So. Well, I just hope it's not too much. You know, let, let a Spider-Man film stand on its own. You know what I mean? I think ultimately it's going to come down, this movie will come down to Spider-Man fighting the Vulture, and it'll be on him to defeat him. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll um, be all right. Give me another one. Uh, well, Stephen, chronologically, and I know you're with me on this one, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. I'm really looking forward to this yes, movie. Yes, I Yeah. Because after two, each of the first, I, have you, Belle, have you seen the, the new Planet of the Apes movies? No, but I've seen like the other one, like okay. the, all the new ones. Yeah, I know there's old ones. Right. right. So the, the each of the new one, I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm going to this. Let me see. I'm not. Every know, time they, it's surprised me. And they're better than you think. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm finally going in with expectations. I'm expecting a good movie. And watch, this will be the one where they drop the ball. You know, it's, it looks terrific. It's, you know, I don't. I, have they given any indication where they're going with this? Is this the last? Is this like a trilogy and they're done, or are they going on beyond this? Like the old, the old I, set of films. I have not read anything. This feels like a franchise to me that they'll keep going as long as it's financially viable. But I don't know. That it's for it just screams of like okay, we're doing this big build up to. Uh, we're gonna tie it all into the, you know, the beginning of the original, the nineteen sixty eight when the original astronauts crash on the planet of the apes. So it, kind of, it seems like it's a it's a lead up to that. My, my guess is creatively that's what they hope to do, but it would, you know, it would seem like that would be a really cool way to kind of wrap it all up. And I'm wondering, are we going to get any indication getting closer to that timeline? I can't really get any gauge. The only thing that confuses me about this film is what was the last one called? Battle or no? No, I, I get them confused because the first one was Rise of the Planet of the yeah. Apes, yeah. and the second one was Dawn of the Planet. Okay, of the Dawn of the Apes, and I've always thought it should be reversed. Right. So Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the way that played out. And the way this movie looks, it almost looks like it's like the same thing. Like they're just, the humans are upset and the apes are worried about how the humans are going to treat them if they let them rise to power. And it's like, you just, the I reason, wonder, I hope the reason it, it looks different to me is, and I haven't seen it yet, but the first two had a human protagonist who was friendly to Caesar and right. the apes. This one does not appear to, or at least in the trailers, it's, they're building up Woody Harrelson as this enemy character of right. the apes. So I'm actually afraid it's going to be a little less interesting. I'm afraid it's going to be just good versus e- apes are good, man's yeah. bad. Um, there needs to be that bridge character who's kind of uh, between yeah. worlds. You know, I think that helps right. tell the story. I mean, they're they're introducing this character Nova, who if you, anybody who's fans of the original set of films knows she's a pretty important character. It's what she, she has a huge tie into the 1968 film. So and and I'm wondering about Caesar if if he's a if he's a goner after this one. Do you think he survives this movie? I would guess, but uh, I've seen most or all the Planet of the Apes movies. It's been forever. I really don't remember the stories. Oh, you got to go back to the originals. They're they're so good. There's they're too many so good to watch. Proto. Okay, so I'm going to go with a couple that I'm sort of interested. I just got some, you know, questions about the Mummy with Tom Cruise coming out. I don't know the date. Is that coming out in July or I'll, uh, tell you in late June? That one's interesting because you got Tom Cruise. You know, maybe the number one movie star. Top two or three, throwing he's getting he's throwing in his name into this Universal 
you know, monster movie universe they're trying to do? June 9th. Okay, June 9th. So it's closer than we think. And, you know, Universal, they're piggybacking to Marvel and the DC. They want to create this universe now. Everybody's got to do an expanded You know, universe. everybody's a copy. It's, a, it's like sports, a copycat league. You know, right. this, you know, movies is no difference. So this is a kickoff. This is a really important film. They got Tom Cruise. And another interesting uh, twist. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Have you guys seen the trailers for this movie? The Mummy is a female. Which I think is really interesting and cool. And I'm just wondering, do you think Tom Cruise is enough to, like, you know, if this thing doesn't hit it out of the ballpark, do you think there's enough, do you think, there's, you think his powerful or, or his his uh, aura, star power. star power is big enough that even if this thing isn't, like, you know, fantastically put together, you know, script-wise and everything, can he, do you think he's strong enough to, to save this film if, if it doesn't really hit it out of the ballpark? No. No, I know. <laughs> to answer your long question, no. But uh, so I, I have seen the trailers for this, and each time, I'm like, wait, what is this? It just looks, con- it just looks confusing. It doesn't look, to lack of a better word, special to me at all. It doesn't look interesting. The only caveat I'll say is that I, I have this, and every time I write about a Tom Cruise movie with this writer, I, I work this in. But it's co-written by Chris, Christopher McQuarrie, who has been involved in most of what I think are the better Tom Cruise movies of the last 10 or 20 years. He is the writer of Edge of Tomorrow, which I love think is, that movie. That movie is fantastic. Yeah, that is held very up good. Viewings. He, Bella, if you haven't seen it, go see it. He wrote, and, <laughs> he, he wrote and directed either one or both of the last two Mission Impossibles. Rogue Nation was fantastic. I love that movie. Yeah, and there's another one I'm forgetting. Oh, he did the first Jack Reacher, which I think is really That was good. a very good one. Me. I hated the second one, but yeah. the first one's good. Um, so McQuarrie just kind of, I think he really knows Cruise's strengths. I think he knows how to write for yeah. him. So even though the trailer hasn't wowed me, I'm a little more optimistic that this will be a decent, fun summer movie. Well, you know, and they got Russell Crowe in this weird role of uh, Doctor Jekyll, you know, the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing. So I'm guessing they're gonna they're gonna make a movie with that. But he's think. he's supposed to be like the uh, who is the guy who ran the Avengers and the. Uh, He's now on the TV Samuel show. Jackson's character? Sort of like that, but also Coulson. Oh, Coulson, yeah. I think he's supposed to be like in that role where he kind of unites everybody. So, like, I don't know why you want to unite a bunch of monsters, but there's a lot hinging on this film, and I'm just wondering, like, you know, if it doesn't hit out of the ballpark, does this... Franchise die? Yeah, you, you know, I'm, you, you wonder how much they put in one basket when they try to create these these big universes. It's... Love to be a fly in the wall in these meetings and how they go about throwing money around. I, and I doubt that the budget for this movie is through the roof. I mean, it's not you know among the biggest releases this right. summer. So uh, I did make it the you know in my structure of picking the big movie of the weekend, I did make it that movie. But um, I'm guessing this movie will do well enough to, to get more. What about Baywatch? Is what this going to be? Is this going to be awful? I think it's going to be okay. Isn't Zac Efron in that yes. movie? Yes, and The well, Rock. You have to put Zac Efron and you got in the Rock to get our generation. You got the you, you got the Rock too. It's I mean, it's coming on Memorial Day weekend. And this actress, I think you've heard of Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not, not exactly she's, hot on the eyes. Yes, yeah, she, she's um, nice. The the reason I'm optimistic about this movie is directed by Seth Gordon, who did the first Horrible Bosses. Yes, I like both the Horrible Bosses movies, and uh, the guy's got a knack for comedy. So I think this is gonna be one of those fun movies that. There's probably a little bit of you know genuine love for Baywatch, but right. it's mostly going to be making fun of it. It's going to be a lot of wink, wink humor. Look, if there's one thing that's gold and rock solid in Hollywood right now, if you put Dwayne Johnson in a movie, sure. you're going to get your return on it. 
I, I mean, I, I mean, hardest working man in show business right now. What has he bombed? I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, I San Andreas. I love that movie. I mean, it didn't do bonkers at the at the box office. I never saw what was it? Didn't he do the Tooth Fairy or something? But you're talking ten years ago, All right, like fifteen just, years ago. You know what I mean? I'm talking about in the last three or four years. You know, ever since he started, he went into that Furious franchise. He has been on a roll that has not stopped. I like Central Intelligence. I mean, it wasn't amazing. Yeah, it was good enough, you know. But, uh, you know, and you know what else that this film is doing is bringing back all the guys from the 90s who watched the film or that watched the show, you know, with David Hasselhoff. So there's going to be that nostalgia factor that's going to bring it back. And, you know, sleeper hit of the summer. uh, Yeah, I don't know. No, okay. maybe I don't know. Last one for me, Dunkirk. What do you oh, think? Let's... Tell me about this film. I'm so excited for this movie. Now, when's it coming out? August, uh, July 21st. July 20, 21st. To me, this is the summer movie that looks more like an Oscar season. So this movie. is a, a war film. Is this World War One? No, World War Two. It's when a bunch of uh, 300,000 Allied troops were uh, surrounded by Axis forces on the beaches uh, in France and were successfully evacuated. You know, for me, it's all about the director. Christopher Nolan, yeah. you know, the guy who's given us Memento and uh, the Dark Knight trilogy and the Prestige right. and uh, Inception. A lot of mind-bending movies that play with time, but but more importantly, give you great visuals. I don't think, you know, maybe this movie won't be told literally, but this I don't think this will be a mind-bending affair. I think this will be Christopher Nolan bringing you his visual style and trying to tell you a, com- uh, a compelling war story that'll, yeah. that'll hit home and... And you know, show the bravery of these men, but also the, the 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 harrowing aspect of war. I can't wait. I think it. I think the trailers look amazing. It's got Tom Hardy. It's got Mark Rylance. Right. It's got uh, Cillian Murphy. So, it's now the Guardians is now that I've seen it. It's my new number one as far as anticipation. It's it's interesting because like summer is always about these big movies, fun movies. This is going to be a serious. This is going to be a really serious film. I'm surprised they're releasing it then. I, and I yeah. think, but I think if it. You know, if it is what I think it'll be, I think it'll be in contention for uh, a best picture. See, I think that might be the sleeper hit box office wise because I think this kind of reminds you of like maybe when American Sniper came out and just blindsided everybody, right? You know, you know this this is they, they they've done a pretty decent marketing campaign so far. Some of these trailers, man, it's pretty crazy. Like, Bella, is your generation gonna go see Dunkirk? Do they care at all? I don't even know what that is. See, right. right. But, but I watched I'm, American Sniper though. Okay. So, so that it's might, sort of I love the, the realities of war and how it, like, even some of these trailers have been really revealing about wow, you know, the predicament the predicaments these soldiers are in and it's just you know, kinda like reminds you of the opening of uh Saving Private Ryan, how that one just kinda hits you over the head with the two by four. Whoa. They they filmed a lot of this in IMAX and uh I went to see Rogue uh, Rogue One last year in IMAX and they showed this five minute basically prologue trailer scene yeah and it was great so i i just can't wait dark towers coming out stephen king let me give you my sleeper uh i'm not the dark tower i, I tried reading that first book it's just stephen king's not really my okay. bag. um that trailer just came out it looks okay my sleeper hit i think atomic blonde is gonna be a blast really seen the trailer for that what's charlie Theron? charlie Theron is a femme fatale butt-kicking spy it looks sexy it looks violent you know what, it though? looks pulpy it looks over the top in all the best ways. That, I'm really looking forward remi- to that. That one reminds you of the, the movie that just came out a few weeks ago, that flop with Scarlett Johansson, the Ghost. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. That thing bombed so unbelievably bad. I think they're two different things. I mean, Ghost in the Shell is based on this anime movie that yeah. has a real niche following, but that storytelling can kind of be tough for a mainstream When does Atomic Blonde come on? Uh, it's, it's late in the summer, July 28th. 
I just think, uh, and and our my boy uh, James McAvoy's in it, who I who I like and everything. So I, this will be my. I'm not saying it's gonna be Guardians of the Galaxy okay. for 2014, but this is my. Just keep an eye on. It. I think you'll love this movie. Okay, let's do some box office predictions. All right. What does better at the box office? Bill, I want your prediction. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy, which is gonna do monstrous this weekend, and it has the rest of the month. There's not a lot coming out the next two or three weeks. Or Spider-Man Homecoming, which comes out 4th of July. That is going to do enormous numbers. And I think if this kid is anything like we saw in Civil War, I think that the nation is going to fall in love with this kid as, as Spider-Man. Bigger box office. It's Guardians or Spider-Man? Um, I don't know. I don't really want to see another Spider-Man movie. But see, that's. I wonder if there's some Spider-Man some fatigue. fatigue. Yeah, so, like I know I'm not. I don't want to see. I liked okay. the original ones. I loved the original Spider-Man movies, but they keep making new ones, and yeah. I'm not really. Just, just, so I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved music in the first one. So. Yeah. If I had walked like, out of the new Guardian saying, "Boy, that's a movie I could see again in the theater," I'd say no doubt it's Guardians. Okay. But if Spider-Man is terrific, I think that's its shot to be to beat Guardians. Otherwise, I think it's Guardians. I right. just think yeah. I think there's some Spider-Man fatigue. I think Guardians is hipper, cooler, yeah. more of today. So I'd be surprised if Spider-Man takes it. But if Spider-Man just if they knock it out of the park, then that's its shot. I think. You know, you know, you know, movie franchise just baffles me. So we got we're getting a new Pirates of the Caribbean film, like. You That's going to do so well. I know, but they why? they wait so long to release new ones. And the Transformers movie. Ugh. It's oh, I didn't like the last one. Once they took out Megan Fox, I was like... I, she was my favorite character because she was the kick-ass like, right. female. So it's like, you know, you get these two film franchises, and they're all going to do probably half a billion dollars. Agree or disagree? Uh, sure. I mean, you are you going to see these? Are you going to see these? Are you, are you going to review these films this summer? I'll review everything I can fit into my schedule. You know that. Oh my gosh. Um, let me ask. I don't know if I actually want to ask you about box office. Maybe I want to ask you about like what Sam's more excited about your son. And I don't know where he is on cartoons, but Kong Skull Island. There are two big cartoon franchises. With, Seven times we've seen it. There are two big uh, animated franchises with their third movie in the franchise. Oh, Cars Three. And Despicable Me three. Oh, I forgot about those two. I don't as, want to see Despicable Me. As much of a pre, as much of a Pixar guy as I have been my whole life, I don't care at all about Cars three. Those yeah. Cars movies don't do anything for me personally. Cars three has been so long. It's been I think it took it's been four or five years since Cars two. To came me, out. the Cars franchise is the kidsiest of Pixar's franchises. Yeah. Really, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think there's there much there for adults, but there's a lot there for kids. But Despicable Me, uh, I think the Steve Carell character is great. I think. I think I mean those movies aren't like amazing, amazing, but I think mm -hmm. they're always entertaining. So I'm I'm looking forward to Despicable Me. See the trailer for for Cars Three. Yeah. The flipping car and it's like supposed to be dramatic and. Yeah, like what's his name, Lightning McQueen? He gets through this horrible injury or whatever. His car is all banged up. He's got a it's it's his long recovery back and whatever. I'll be seeing the kids that will, one. The kids will love it. <laughs> you know what though? You know what's coming out? I don't know if you guys ever heard of this uh, book, children's book, Captain Underpants. Oh, I read that stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, and they're coming out a movie in the style of, what was that, three weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. In the but, style of... But it's uh, probably to cater to like our Yeah, and, 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 and it's in that style of, the remember the Peanuts movie that came out a couple years ago? Yeah. That, and, and that sort of animation. That to me could be, you know, watch out for that one because... There's a lot of kids that grew up with that. Yeah, like and if they came out with like a Magic Treehouse movie, 
Right. I all over that. Yeah. I, well, mean, I was reading a little bit about Captain Underpants. It does sound fun. I'm kind of looking. Yeah. Forward to I mean, like, the, like, the, like I, I don't know anything about this, but it sounds hilarious. It's like oh, yeah, a just teacher all, yeah. who like gets fed up with his kids, and is and when he when he's so upset with them, he turns into like this superhero. This it sounds yeah. really cute, and um, I th- that to me could have potential being a little bit of a sleeper hit this summer because there's not hasn't been a lot of buzz about it, but I think if it, you know. It could, could, it's weird what can trigger the country in movie wise. Let me give you another sleeper hit. What? Uh, because I think there's always a, there's that bad mom's audience. There's the bachelorette uh, part. Rough night with Scarlett Johansson, heard about Kate McKinnon and Jillian Bell. Yeah. If that movie's half delivers halfway in the last, that's going right. to be huge. Kate McKinnon is just she's, brilliant. She's such a talent. She's so brilliant. Such she's so funny. So Imagine if they gave her a good Ghostbusters movie to do. <laughs> <laughs> are we done? We, we, are we wrapping it up? Yeah. I'm, I, I've heard nothing but good things about Baby Driver. That's a movie coming out June 28th with uh, Ansel Elgart, who's in uh, all of these teen movies, The Fault in Our Stars, and okay. things like that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm just looking through... Uh, the adult me is really looking forward to, even though it'll be highly depressing, an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power, the sequel to uh, An Inconvenient Truth, as we find out that uh, global warming is still a huge problem okay. and it's only going to get worse. And uh, I didn't go this far in my main preview, but I went to, <clears throat> excuse me, August 18th for The Hitman's Bodyguard. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. It's um, it's uh, Ryan Reynolds, who is not your favorite, playing uh, a, a bodyguard to Samuel L. Jackson's Hitman character. They hate each other. They're rivals. It's one of these... It looks like dark comedies where they're at each other's throat, but they're kind of in a common bond. <clears throat> Pardon me. The trailer uses the uh, I Will Always Love You from Whitney Houston from the Bodyguard uh, movie in a very tongue-in-cheek way that I think you will appreciate. Have you heard about this movie, the ghost, A Ghost Story with Casey Affleck? No. It's Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara, and they're a married couple. He dies, and he comes back as his spirit, but he's wearing like a white sheet with black holes like like that's the, a movie that's that, coming yes out. <clears throat> yes and it's getting like tremendous buzz like in that in the oh know, is it supposed it, to be like a comedy i don't i think it might be like a dark comedy what's it called a ghost story now let's see if it's on the cleveland list we might not be getting that right away you know there's an emoji movie coming out no, please, no, no. <laughs> well, I interviewed Stephen Wright a while ago when he was playing Cleveland. He told me he was a voice in that. I'm like, oh, that's I love the summer movie season. I, mean, I really do. I just it's so it's so much fun in it. You know, where do you see this? Let's wrap it up. Where do you see this, this summer movie season? Do you see it as, I know you've, we talked before the show, you're you're all geeked up for next summer. That's the big yeah, one. Yeah, to me, there, you know, there isn't, there, there aren't, as big as Guardians was, there aren't those just huge franchises. Next year, we'll have Avengers going head to head with the uh, Han Solo Star Wars prequel. So I, I think that'll be, you know, big. Do you think this is what, I know, I think we talked about last summer being a really bad Summer season. Do you think this will be better than last Probably summer? better than last summer. Last summer was really yeah. unremarkable. I'm excited there's a Dunkirk in there. You know, Guardians is still fun, even though I didn't yeah. totally well, love it. Well, last thing, what, what are you, what's your prediction for Guardians this weekend, box office? I'm going to say 175. 175 sounds good. 175 million. Bella? I'll say the same. Because I don't know the prediction. Okay, I'm going 176 just to be the both of you guys. All right, great. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back in two weeks to talk. Maybe about the Cavs being in the Eastern Conference Finals, or would we already be talking about the NBA Finals? I thought the NBA sure. Finals was in June, right? Yes. It's like late June. 
Yeah, yeah so we'll be, we'll be we'll either be talking about the tail end of the Eastern Conference semis Probably against the Raptors, part of a series against the Boston. Celtics. Maybe they're sitting back waiting another week to see who they're probably going to play the Celtics or the uh, the Wizards. What? How do you feel about the Cavs right now, real quick? Suddenly, I feel a lot better. Uh, rest does this team. Isn't wonders. it amazing how that? Like we talk about, oh, no team can just turn it on like that, and it's like they just do it. So let me be my typical Debbie Downer. Uh, Mark doesn't ever believe good things will happen. I love what I'm seeing. You can't, and I love this defense that they played yesterday. They're not letting Demar Derozan do anything. Yeah. You know who you can't play that type of defense against? The Warriors. They'll kill you. Uh oh. So I still don't. I'm still not optimistic we can beat the Warriors, but I feel good about getting back to the finals. Draft grade bronze. B plus. Nice. All right, we'll be back. I don't love that Kaiser pick, but it makes sense. We'll be back in two weeks to talk sports. Maybe throw a little pop culture in there. So if people want to follow you on Twitter, where are you at? At Mark Mazoris. Bella, are you on Twitter? Yeah, Isabella Fuji. <laughs> and I am, the same thing. And I am, I am at M. Poto. So until two weeks from now, thanks for listening. This has been a production of the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio, part of 21st Century Media and Digital First Media.